Welcome to Think Like a CEO, where we discuss business, life, and leadership lessons with Gary Keller, CEO and Chairman of Keller Williams Realty. I'm your host, Jay Papazan. On today's show, we'll discuss how being a CEO starts with the way you think, not the way you act. So Gary, earlier this year, we had a lot of fun at we did. our mid-year event. After we recorded our first season of Think Like a CEO, we actually kind of created a model around Think Like a CEO, and that's what we get to talk about today. Yes. So Think Like a CEO. First off, why not act like a CEO? Why do we even start with think? Well, you do have to act like a CEO, Jay, but it starts with thinking, right? It's, it's thoughts before actions. It's words before deeds, right? It's insight to the outside. So it all starts with how you think. If you think incorrectly, you're going to act incorrectly. So we want to think like a CEO before we act like one. Um, what I love about that, all true and in all of our books, always start with how to think and how not to think before right. we tell people how to act. Yep. You also taught me a definition of leadership that's all about thinking. Can you share that for us? Yeah, well, the... To me, it was kind of a formula, right? That leadership is teaching people how to think the way they need to think so they can do what they need to do so when they do it, they can get what they want when they want it. So leadership is teaching people how to think. Leadership is teaching. Yes, yes. Well, and it is it is teaching how to think. At the end of the day, you don't want to be this, you know, one genius surrounded by a thousand helpers. You, you want to build a team and you want to build a team of contributors and people want to contribute. So we have to we have to help people learn how to think in a way that the collective is smarter than the individual. And if the CEO is not in the room, then everyone else, they know how to think through the problem. And because they know how to think through the problem, they know how to act appropriate even when you're not there. Yeah. It's, a, it's like a basic ingredient of leverage. Yeah, if we don't teach people how to think, they're not going to solve problems. So at the end of the day, we want to, we leadership is not telling people what to do as much as it is teaching people how to think so they can make their own decisions, so they can do what they need to do when they need to do it, so they get what they want when they want it. I mean, it, it right? And, and you never go down the path of, let's manage like a CEO, do you? Well, no, because you know, it's funny. If you look at the words manage, manage, uh, the dictionary says manage is regulate, supervise, watch over, rule, order, and dictate. Right? You look up the word lead, and it's guide, influence, win over, coach, counsel, and advise. So you could ask someone, hey, do you want me to regulate you or guide you? Do you want me to supervise you or influence you? Do you want me to watch over you or win you over? Do you want me to rule you or coach you, order you or counsel you, dictate to you or advise you? And so at the end of the day, do you want me to manage you or do you want me to lead you? When you put it like that, what do you think people would say? They always want a leader. I don't want a sales manager. I want a sales leader, right? Yeah, exactly. They want a leader. That's right. They want you to think like a leader and the CEO in an organization is the designated leader in charge. So there we go. We want to think like a CEO. And that goes if you're actually the CEO or just the CEO of your own life. We made that point in the first series, making sure if you're not the actual CEO of your business, you can still act and think like a CEO for your own life. You can think like a leader. That's right. Love it. Um, so the three elements, um, create energy, engage talent, own results. I mean, that's functionally, those are the three elements of thinking like a CEO. Is that basically their job description? It is. Broad, broadly, it is, Jay. That is, you want to bring energy, you want to bring talent, and you want to ultimately bring home results. And that's the job of a CEO. 
why energy? Like a lot of times you talk about vision and all those other things. What is what is energy compared to that? That's number one. Yeah. So so if you, at the end of the day, you 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 usually hear the first thing that uh, leaders do or CEOs do is they bring vision, they bring mission, they they bring a big picture uh, mentality. And 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 paint out the future for everyone in the business. But what's the result of all of that? Energy. Energy. Right. That's exactly right. So we're talking outcome focus here. We're what, creating we, energy. How we do that is more prescriptive. Yeah, we want we want to create energy. We want we yes we want to, we want to we want to bring the 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 energy into the organization for it to go out and achieve its greatest results possible. And that's going to take energy, not lethargy. <laughs> All right. I like that. Create energy, job number one. Engage talent. Yeah. Well, talent, uh, you and I have a, a definition of talent that says it is, it is someone who's a great job fit for a job, meaning they, they want to do it, they have the capacity to do it, uh, and we call that a talented person. And so we definitely want to engage talent. And we use that word because we don't want to engage just anybody. For every position in the organization, we want to make sure that by definition, this is someone who's a good job match for that position, that job. Because we're going to get the best outcome when they're a good job match, and they're going to be the happiest doing that. So it's not just anybody. We're not just trying to bring people, and we're being very specific and prescriptive. Just like we said get the energy, create the energy, we definitely want to engage the talent. And you engage talent, like when you've said this so many times when we talk about sports, like we can learn so many business lessons by reading the sports pages. Like when you have the most talented player in this position, your, your competition doesn't have them either. Yeah, that's right. I mean, well, it's one of the battlefields of all business if is I, who does have the talent and who can attract it and engage it. Talent is always a twofer. I have them and you don't. So there's a divide between you and your competition or anyone that you would be going up against in a business battle, if you will, if you have the talent. And by the way, you and I chose the word engage very specifically. And, and the reason is because you don't just hire talent. Mm -hmm. you, you, you capture their imagination. You, you, you provide them with an opportunity to, to have a fulfilling job that not only brings them happiness at work, but also sends them home with not only uh, additional skills and relationships that apply in their personal life, but the money to finance the things that they want to do. So uh, talent does not want to be hired. They want to be engaged. They want their, they want their imagination to be set on fire. They, they want to be excited about what they're doing. They want to see the possibilities of what happens when they achieve uh, their job and the organization achieves what it's trying to do. They want to be fully engaged. You want fully engaged people in your business. You don't hire people. You engage them. I love that. And I mean, it's sometimes synonymous for hiring, but engagement is how we measure how engaged they are, not just with their job, but with the mission of the company, where yeah. you're going, all of those things. So part of your job when you're creating energy, you're actually laying the groundwork for engaging talent. Those well, two are directly connected. Well, and you said a really smart thing, and that is you engage them, and then you measure, measure the amount of engagement that they have. That's right. It's a two-way street when you engage. I mean, every year that statistic comes out, I think it's the Gallup organization, and 
I don't, I can't remember, like it's X percent, like 20% of people are actively engaged. A bunch of people are in the middle. And then scarily, like 15% of most organizations are actively disengaged. They're actually counterproductively working against the organization. Yeah. So like, if you don't engage no them, it's one thing for them to be neutral, but you also could have people that are undoing everything that you do while you're doing it. Yeah, that's right. There, there, there's a negative side to engagement. And that is unplugged, disinterested, no longer feeling fulfilled or energized, and they disengage. That's exactly right. I want my pilot flying the plane to be engaged, by the way. Oh, yeah. And my surgeon, if I'm in surgery, right? Whatever that is, that professional. That's right. People need to be engaged. And they want to be engaged, by the way. So, one, we got to create energy. Two, we're going to engage talent. Three, we're going to own results. Yeah. So, the ultimate outcome of any of any action is to have an results, right? Results that you, in fact, have identified are meaningful to you for either because it's the uh, amount of people that you want to help using your products and services and or the amount of money that you need to derive from doing that. Either way, you, you have to have results. But the word own is very important to you and I. Oh, yeah. I was, I was going to go there if you didn't because ownership, we're talking about it being accountable, right? It's ownership, these are numbers that you completely own, you're completely accountable to. Yeah, one of the most interesting things in sports that occurred somewhere in the most recent past is you would see an athlete, and uh, basketball would be a good example, where the player uh, on the court uh, makes a mistake, and you immediately see them hit their chest, right? Right. And, and what's, that, what's that symbol mean? That's on me. That's on me. That's exactly right. Um, and it's kind of a semi-apology to the team, too. Yeah. It's like, that one was on my bad, and I'll fix it. Yeah, and the reason why own is such an important word is because if you're going to get your best results, it means people are actually engaged, and they own the outcome. They take it personal. It, it's, it's on me to get that done or my piece of that done. Yeah, I love that. You want yeah. people thinking like owners. You want them to have that sense of accountability, that they want the outcomes. They're not just doing their job by road. They're looking for the outcome that comes out of it as well. Well, that's exactly right. And as we go through this, the, 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 for you and I, there's two ways to look at standards, and that is through quantitative or qualitative, right? It's, it's, not, it's not just a, an outcome that we've established or uh, that— is a qualitative, meaning that it has certain qualities that we want to achieve, but it also has a measurable, quantifiable uh, result as well. And you could literally go through, whether it be energy, talent, or results, and realize that it's not just a qualitative conversation. There's also uh, quantitative measurements as well. You got to do both. You got to have standards. Hand in hand, and they actually feed each other, right? That's I don't right. want to make a certain number of widgets. I want great widgets, too. That's exactly right. And then right. you balance those two out. I want to have more, and I want to have more quality, more and more quality. And we've seen the traps. We saw this with Wells Fargo. When people only focus on more, right, then they start playing games with just that number because they don't have any qualitative around it. And those are the standards. That actually is where ethics and everything else shows up, too. Yeah, I think that's right. Not just quality and service standards. Yeah, I think that's right. I think that it, it's, it's how do you feel about that? Do, do you enjoy it? Do you like it? Well, I think those are qualitative questions. And then the other one was, well, what did you actually accomplish? And that's, there's always a number attached to that, right? right. Yeah. And so it's when, when we think about energy, talent, and results— we, we think of the standards of qualitative measures and also quantitative measures. 
Love it. All right, so as we're kind of like wrapping this up, because in each of the next episodes, we're going to go into each of these kind of deep, like we'll go into energy, we'll go into talent and results. Let's just break these down another level at a high level. Like when we talk about energy, it's got two pieces. What are those two pieces? Well, it's purpose and plan. You got to, you got to know why you're there and you got to know how to do it. What are we going to do and how are we going to do it? Purpose and plan. Right. So it's like a mission and a business plan, right? Just at a really high level. Yeah. Talent, it's pretty, pretty obvious. That's people, yeah. right? Yeah. Who's going to get us there and what's, what are their roles and what are their opportunities? Yeah. And I like that you have a, a twist on results. It's not just about profit for you. No, I don't think so at all. I think that the, at the end of the day, the, the, there's a, uh, a measure of profit. And there's also a, a measure of philanthropy, Jay. I think there are, it, it answers the question, what are we going to do with any money that we have left over after we've paid the bills? And I think to say that 100% that of that is profit is short-sighted. I think that life's bigger than that. So there's another measurement, and that is we want to own results around profit, what the people that, that work in an enterprise get to keep, and then what's the philanthropy? What, what, what do others outside of our world get to benefit from because of the success of the enterprise? By achieving our profit goals, we can achieve our philanthropic goals, and that's that actually right. brings us back to the purpose, right? Yeah, that's right. The purpose of the business often can be tied to that philanthropic goal, and very funnily, ever all the research that I've seen, Gary, when you have a purpose-based business, your people are more engaged too, because yeah. it's not just a job, right? right? We're here for a reason. We're here for a bigger reason than just making money. It all comes together. Yep, that's right. Awesome. Any final thoughts? Because in the next episode, we're going to go deep on creating energy. Now let's go. All right. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure to click the subscribe button so new episodes will automatically be downloaded to your device. Please help us reach more people by leaving a rating and a review on your podcast player of choice. Next time on Think Like a CEO, we'll discuss how a successful CEO brings energy to a company that either paves the way for success or creates its downfall.